Hey, this is David Hayter. You may know me as the screenwriter of films like X-Men, X-Men 2, and Watchmen, but you probably know me best as the voice of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And you're listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Kept you waiting, huh? Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I have the honor and privilege of having the one, the only Jeffrey Montoya on the show. And man, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. It's an honor to be on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, just to give a brief introduction for yourself, uh, Jeffrey is the story writer and voice acting director for uh, Wallachia, Reign of Dracula. If you haven't played it, please go ahead and play it. That game is absolutely phenomenal but yeah man go, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh yeah tell us about sure. a little bit about the things you you uh you do and you work on well most importantly i'm uh, i compose the music uh and then um create sound effects and then in this particular case for this game i got to be a big part of the creative process for the story so i got to like kind of write the main story for this and i didn't do it alone i had help from a lot of really talented people along the way um, uh, Meg included, um, Mario Santos and, uh, an author, uh, that I worked with that we'll, we can talk about more about later, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. And it, I had a lot of help from, from different people and, uh, you know, and it was just a really cool process because this was an idea for a game that I had, um, many years ago. And, and mm-hmm. when I, when I met Meg, he was actually working on a fan game called Castlevania of the Card Chronicles. And it was part one that he was working yep. on. Yeah. So I was working on what was going to be Wallachia uh, when I met him and he was doing that. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. This is really like, I'd love to work with him. So I sent him a couple songs and um, it kind of went from there. And we wound up doing the Card Chronicles 2 after that. But the ideas for this game were that far back. Um, so it, it was something we had already been talking about along the way. But <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, awesome. And like, um, what was the... Um... For Wallachia, like, what was the in- the inspiration for? Like, was it just, you know, you had the idea kicking around your head, and you're like, let's go ahead and do it, or like, what was the process for that? Um, well, the idea was that, uh, well, for one, it kind of started out as uh, a Castlevania, not a Castlevania fan game, like like you normally think of it, but like a reboot. Like when I was first getting the ideas for a game about uh, having like it based on a historical Vlad the Impaler. I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, wouldn't it be cool to do a fan a fan game and reboot it this way? Like, what if Castlevania was built on that? So it kind mm-hmm. of started like that, but then it evolved into just its own thing by the time that I was working on it with Mick. But the inspiration was just to kind of bring Vlad the Impaler in as the spotlight and not the vampire mythos as an introductory. Now with Wallachia, mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't end up going the route of vampires. But when I orig- originally had the idea, this would have been like a prequel of like a Castlevania fan game. So sort of awesome. like a reboot of like Castlevania Legends, if you can think about it like that. Like when it first came to me, it was kind of like in the in that sense because I was a, a member on the Castlevania Dungeons forum, 
And I yeah. always wanted to do my own Castlevania fan game. That's why I was so drawn to Mig when he was working on the card conference. I'm like, I got to get in on this. This is exactly what I want to do, but this guy's already doing it better. So, you know, I, I should contribute what I can do the best with the map music. And that's how I kind of got, uh, we're kind of like two sides of a different, of a two different sides of the same coin. Like he, he does all the programming and the graphics. I do all the audio and the, and the music and we work together on story. And yeah, so we, our, our, our talents complement each other well so we can just kind of work and you know stay out of each other's way and just at the same time be very focused on the same thing dude i'm glad you brought up like uh castlevania dungeon i yeah. used to live on that website dude that, that yeah. was the go-to information like go-to site for all information castlevania like it's it's so crazy like thinking about like how things are so different now like we've got wikis and everything like that and I think yeah. a lot of the younger generation may not understand what it was like, like 10 or so years ago. Like, man, we had the website. So we had Castlevania Dungeon, you had the Double Dragon Dojo. Man, <laughs> that takes me back. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. And I didn't really start, like, I, I had been using the website just as a database for Castlevania games for a long time before I actually, like, started, like, posting <clears throat> on the forum, which is where I met Meg. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like the Castlevania Dungeon is where I like found out about Haunted Castle and stuff like that. And I've been a Castlevania fan since I was like, geez, like six or seven years old. I got a uh, Castlevania one for my birthday <laughs> on regular Nintendo and I was just obsessed with it. I could never beat level one, but I would play it like every day. And I just, the song like Vampire Killer was just ingrained like <laughs> in my soul, you know, man, from such a young age. So yeah, that's how it all came. It all, we all came together from there. So. Okay, so I have to ask you, what's your favorite Castlevania game? Super oh, Castlevania top, 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 top three. <laughs> top three. Uh, Castlevania 1 on NES, um, Super Castlevania 4, and I hate that you say top three because, nah, I, I have okay. to pick Symphony top, of the Night. Top five. Yeah. Top five. <laughs> top five. <laughs> well, I got to pick Symphony of the Night. I can do three. I got to pick Symphony of the Night for top three. But Simon's Quest is one. I know it's an imperfect game, and a lot of people have their complaints about it. But that's one that I spent a lot of time just like in my formative years playing games, just roaming mm -hmm. around on. And I wouldn't even necessarily always beat the game, but like I would just, I don't know, I would just take it in a lot when I was a kid. I played it. So that game has it's, a big influence on me. It's interesting how like so many people, like you see the countless YouTube videos where people are talking about how much they, you know, they hate Castlevania 2 or they, you know, it's not that good. Like, and granted, it is imperfect in many ways. It was yeah. actually my first Castlevania. I remember playing it back in, um, I want to say either 1990 or 91 um, when I was a kid. And I just got obsessed with that game. Like, it just drew me in because you can literally go anywhere. I mean, when you start yeah. off, for the young folks who never played it, you can go play it on the Castlevania collection. But you can either, at the first town, you can either go left and die go right and then like start farming hearts and whatnot so you can get either the thorn whip and then go and get the white crystal because you're going to need that to go forward and then um it's uh that game just was my obsession when i was younger so i started off with that and i went back and i played castlevania one then three and then i want to say like 92 i played castlevania super castlevania four and my family i think most of because um my dad used to travel a lot when he was uh, in the military. He ended up coming home, I want to say, in 94 or something. He brought home the PC Engine or the Turbo Graphic. Yeah, the PC Engine. And he had uh, Rondo of Blood. Yeah. And that was the first time. 
so we we actually got to play it, and i remember like people were hyping up like how great it was and we played it my brothers and i we were just hooked on it and then um they made the uh was it dracula x was the port to the well how do you, how would you or describe it it like, <laughs> uh, I, would, I would describe it as a reusing of the assets yeah and kind of a reorganizing of those ideas but i don't know how they thought necessarily in better terms but, um, yeah. i don't know i like both games i i uh i i was lucky enough to have uh rondo of blood on a turbo duo and uh we uh ordered it off of ebay we got uh the actual copy for the first I got the turbo duo and it took me a while to win a copy of Rondo of blood on eBay. So it was a process, but it was awesome. It blew my mind. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, um, so with, um, the, so with, uh, sorry, my cat's uh, down here biting me. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries, man. No, no worries at all. So, so like with, uh, with Wallachia, yeah. uh, when it came with, you like uh you know pinning the story and, and working with the story on that and i know you say you want to talk about uh vlad the impaler instead of dracula the vampire oh yeah, yeah. what what um because i i when i first played it and i was seeing the trailers for it the first thing that i got the impression with and, and you mentioned it earlier was castlevania legends yeah i always thought like that was a good point for castlevania like i still I still think they could work it in. I know they're not going to, but I always liked the idea, the origin point of, you know, Sonya Belmont and Alucard and what if the Belmonts had Dracula's DNA in some instance, you know, with Trevor being the grandson. So I always thought, yeah. I always liked that idea. But yeah, when I first saw uh, Wallachia, it immediately made me think of that. And I was like, man, where is this going? Especially when you beat the game. I, I don't want to spoil it for people, but when you beat it, I'm like, man, where is this going from here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we do have, we have thrown around, uh, thrown around plenty of ideas for uh, a sequel of where it could go. But we, we have no plan right now to make a sequel for that. We kind of focus on one thing at a time. Uh, so so I, I don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but if it does, we have some pretty cool plans for it. But uh awesome. But I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> oh, 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 uh, it was, um, so like with, um, creating the narrative, like what was, um, what was the direction you wanted to go with? Like in your portrayal of, uh, Vlad and, you know, just the direction of that story. Like well, it's really well told with the cutscenes. Like I love the cutscene direction. Thank you. Um, well, I, I wanted to tell something that was, I was really inspired by, uh, um, the film 300, mm -hmm. uh, but just the way that it like blended like the reality with the fantasy of it, where the fantasy didn't go so far, but yeah. it went far enough where things could happen in a stylized way. And of course, like when you're working within the bounds of what a video game is, um, mm -hmm. you have to, I mean, characters can do things that are impossible, right? Like it's, the game yeah. won't be fun if you don't like having a double jump and stuff like that and charge shots and all this. So we kind of worked in a little bit of fantastic weaponry and stuff like that, but we kind of, we try to keep it grounded. And if you actually like follow through, like if there's dates to like things that are happening, like level, uh, level three, uh, the night attack, level mm -hmm. four, I'm sorry, the night attack, like it like lists like the date of when that happened and everything. And that's like an actual real event where we took that straight from history. So like it gets kind of often we we've thrown in different characters that will that are still based on history that were alive at the time but didn't 
definitely weren't there. Christian Rosencruz definitely probably wasn't there. <laughs> Constantine, uh, he's one of the helpers. He actually was a uh, part of a uh, part of Mehmed's army, so that's pretty cool. We actually found some pretty good characters to use, but uh, yeah, just to keep it as close as I could and still make it fun. Okay. And uh, the the author that helped me with the story that I was telling you about, uh, Alan C. Bayard, he wrote a book about Dracula called uh, Son of Dracul. It's uh, it's it's the same thing. It's like a fictitious story, but based off the real history of Lobby and Paler. Okay. And yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of help, and um, I'm I'm really I really liked it. Uh, I really appreciate that people are getting it and that people <laughs> like it. So. Awesome, yeah, man. And awesome. And um, as far as like the gameplay style, like uh, I know I described in my reviews, um, I described it similar to being like a, a cross between like Shinobi and um, kind of like it, it's got some Strider, you know, kind of uh, features to it as well with, the, you know, the double jump and everything. But yeah. I really felt like it was it was very much I know some people have described it as like Shinobi meets Contra. But I, I I feel like Shinobi is more of the the foundation. But I mean, if I'm wrong, correct me. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. It's funny because um, like we both like me and Meg kind of will always kind of have things that like we want to do, right? And he wanted to make uh, a, a ninja game next, mm-hmm. and so like we we decided that we were going to do a um, a Metroidvania for our next game. So Wallachia kind of got a lot of a. Uh, um, the Ninja Gaiden and the Shinobi feel to it from yeah. Mig wanting to do that. So he kind of blended that like urge to make a game like that into this. Once once we decided that this wasn't just going to be like a Castlevania clone and originally it kind of was like the, the main character had a whip. And uh, like I said, it, 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 it was rooted in the idea of making a fan game reboot. So, mm-hmm. you know. and the help, the original helper was Elson. She was one of the helpers. Oh, I'm sorry. My phone's battery here is getting low, but uh, oh, you're good. <laughs> But yeah, so like she would shoot an arrow and a bunch would drop down from the screen. She was like a kill everything on screen character originally, kind of like Radu is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. and you played as Entu, which was actually his character changed into Dragomir later on, so he became a bad guy. But he was like a whip-wielding type of character. Wow. So, yeah, but then once we decided that you know we, that this was going to be a commercial game, we wanted to change we wanted to change things and we wanted to go a different route with it. So, yeah, and switching to that character with the bow naturally made it a shooter game so we didn't really originally say like we want to make a game inspired by contra it just by nature became that because we chose a lead character that had a bow so <laughs> kind of funny yeah awesome awesome yeah i know um a lot I've, I've seen a um i've seen a few reviews where people are saying like it's it's like contra hard or, or just incredibly difficult and i know in my review I, one of the things that i said was that while the game is difficult it's fair like it's not ball bustingly hard it's it's fair in the sense of came out yeah yeah because uh i I played on pc yeah do you remember then that when it came out for the first like i can't remember how long it was was a couple weeks to a month i think that it had limited continues of only like three continues so you didn't think it was too hard even like that well it will you know trial and error (laughs) yeah 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 but but I felt the 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 main thing I felt about the game, even when I played on PC and again on the Switch, is the game teaches you how to play it. Like it's yeah. the challenge is like every time something new is introduced, is introduced in a way for you to be able to adjust to it. Like each level, the first level introduces you to, you know, the enemies running towards you, the sweeping birds, the 
you know, the guys that um, can charge their double-handed or double-edged uh, sword, it it preps you for everything you're going to come towards, like in the last level, the later levels. And yeah. if you pay attention to it, you can literally, like I did a couple no death runs because I got yeah. used to like how it's doing. And that's how I was able to get through the, the three lives. And I'm like, okay, so here's the pattern. They're going to come in this wave. I need to do this. I need to double jump here. I need to shoot in this direction. I need to use a sword because if I can't fire off arrows quick enough, you know, I've got uh, the screen nuke with uh, Radu. I can do that. Or, um, you know, uh, use, um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, who gives you the invincibility, because I used to abuse that. (laughs) Christian, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would use that to, uh, especially on um, Vlad, like I, that was the best way for me to get through his last yeah. one, but and this was a big concern uh, of Migs too, like that the game would be too easy. And we all kind of like the the group of us that were testing it. That's mm-hmm. how we all kind of felt about it was because we had tested it so many times. Obviously, we were so good at it by that time because it's one of those games like once you kind of get the the mechanics of it down and you kind of mm-hmm. memorize the levels a little bit, you can really blast through it. So yeah. you know, hopefully, it's fun for speedrunners in that way because you can continue to challenge yourself in that way. But that's what the tricky thing, man, is because like some people have such a hard time and some just plays through it. And just, we're always trying to find that balance. It's, mm-hmm. you know, to find the right temperature for the porridge is really, really, really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, it's just, it's like not even like something you, you almost want to just do what feels right. You know, just go by yeah. what feels right to you guys. And it's also a part of the artistic expression, the difficulty of it, if you look at it that way too. Yeah, you don't want to make something that you can breeze through, you know. Definitely, definitely. And, yeah. Um, speaking of like the, the other thing I want to talk about, since you know you you did the composition for the game as well, um, what was your inspirations for each like each uh, OST, like I mean uh, each soundtrack for each level? Because there's not a bad so- uh, song in the game. There's not Thanks, a bad man. track at all. Like I. I love it. it. Like the first level gets you pumped. Each level from there is just like, like you're just going up and up and up. And it's like, it reminded me, like, I know I've seen some stuff where people say like, Oh, it's like classic Vania. And I'm like, I can see that, but it's very wholly original. So. Thank you. Um, the music uh, doesn't take as much from Castlevania as you, I would have thought that it would have going into mm. it. And I think, I think a lot of that is because I kind of burnt myself out on that doing like 130 something songs for uh, the card Chronicles two. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of did more of my own thing for Wallachia. Um, I took a lot of influence from uh, producers and musicians, uh, composers that I like, like Trent Reznor. Um, uh, you know, there, there's such a big list. Um, even like into like, <laughs> Cause I kind of, you, you kind of wind up soaking up things you listen to a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember like the new tool album came out while I was working on the music and I listened to so much tool at that time. There's like some of the baselines, you know, remind me of tool. <laughs> yeah. um, I was really obsessed with like 21 Savage for a while. Like there's some like trap beats going on. Like if you listen yeah. to like the music on the, uh, um, <laughs> the caravan um, in the uh, forest of impaled level, like it starts mm-hmm. out, you're jumping on the back of wagons. <laughs> Like that was like a straight up trap beat for a little while. I actually had to turn down the the hi hat on it because <laughs> it was too much. 
but uh yeah man I, um i love a lot of uh alternative music uh pumpkins are one of my favorite bands um, and there was a lot of uh classical composers that inspired me too but you know i kind of let my rock side show my roots come from rock and like pop music so I kind of did my own thing on this one. So I'm glad you like it. I, I, I know a lot of people would probably expect music more along the lines of Castlevania from this one. And the next game that we're working on is going to have a lot of more influence in that way because it, you know, it takes place in uh, the late 1700s in, uh, in France. So it's going to have a lot more of like the harpsichord and a lot more like Bach-inspired style music. But um, yeah, I kind of awesome. did my own thing on this. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. And um, as far as like voice direction, uh, voice acting direction, how was that? I know, um, you, you know, uh, Kira Buckland was on it and I've actually yeah. interviewed her previously. Uh, great, great, great guest of mine. Um, oh, you, you did it earlier, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I yeah. didn't know that. About, a, I want to say like a year ago. Exactly. Yeah, exactly a year ago. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, and, and she was a, she was a carryover from, uh, I reached out to her when uh, we were working on the card chronicles um she did a voice of one of the characters in uh, dead or alive and we were looking for the voice of, uh for a voice for a young teenage girl and her voice is perfect so i found her and i reached i reached out to her and we've been working with her ever since um we'll see if we get to work with her again for the next game hopefully it works out awesome. but yeah she was perfect for uh she worked she worked so well with us for this so i can't thank her enough awesome and then of course, yeah and then of course robert belgrade too um yep and he's another one that, you know, we were just lucky. I reached out to him uh, when we were working on the Card Chronicles. I never thought, I never thought in a million years that I'd hear back from him because like when, when, when we, uh, were cat, we decided to do voice acting for, uh, the Card Chronicles too. It's like, wow, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could get some people, you know, to return from the game. And he was the first one that came to mind. Um, so I actually found him like through his music and I emailed him that way and, yeah, he got back and he's awesome, man. He's always just been there whenever we need him to do anything. He's like the coolest guy. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's um his voice, like him for me, like he's the definitive Alucard. Definitely. And it's it's so interesting how like I remember when Dracula X Chronicles came out, I want to say 2007, and they did the whole recast of all the voice actors for that game. Um and a lot of people, I remember back then, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, this is great. Voice acting is a lot better. And it's like now people are like, no, we need the old, <laughs> old 97. I never played that version, but I heard some clips of it. And I was just like, eh-eh. <laughs> right? Hey, yeah. It's just, it wasn't the same. Yeah. I kind of felt he... the same way about, uh, about the 2.5D remake of Rondo of Blood 2. It was fun, mm -hmm. but I just prefer the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert, he's a he's fantastic musician, and uh, yeah, I think he's phenomenal, yeah. dude. His, yeah. his music is good. <laughs> yeah, I was asking him if he might want to do some guest uh, uh, instrumental uh, instru uh, instrumentation in some of the new uh, soundtrack. So hopefully, I can get him to play something. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Yeah, that be fun. <laughs> yeah, I love to do collaborations for tracks like that. So. So, so the other thing I want to ask is like, how was it in a sense of like, um, being able to, you know, collaborate to have Miriam or the Miriam costume from Blessing in, you know, Wallachia? Um, that's kind of a long story. Uh, 
um, it, it stems from uh, um, Iga getting, uh, we gave him a copy of uh, um, Castlevania and the Card Chronicles 2 for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I got to thank Zombie Mike because he actually helped get it to him. And then yeah. uh, once, once he got it, uh, um, Angel, uh, Angel Corlux, uh, he used to be the uh, moderator on the Discord channel for Bloodstained. Mm-hmm. He helped us out a lot in like communicating with Iga early on. And we kind of just got to be like friendly with him from there. Wow. He was really supportive. Yeah. He, we, 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 he uh, told us that he uh, loved the card Chronicles too. And like, he thought like Wallachia was like a gem. He's been just like the sweetest guy to us. That's awesome. I mean, is, is it yeah. surreal? Like it totally. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a cat hair. My cat's playing with me. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries. Dude, I, I, I have three cats. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. No, it was totally surreal. Um, and I, I mean, I still can't believe that like he like, I, when, when I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, do you think we could do a crossover and do like Miriam's costume? You know, I never thought they would ever say, yeah. And it, it just kind of blows my mind. So, <laughs> awesome, awesome. and the fact that he had played the car chronicles and actually like liked it, you know, I mean, it was the same thing. We, I've gotten, uh, I've gotten a little bit of in, in a little contact with uh, Mitri Yamani too. And she's been super supportive of us along the way. So they're all just really sweet people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think of, um, um, both the Curse of the Moon and the Ritual of the Night games. I think they're fantastic, personally. Yeah. The, I'm over here like, Konami, come on now. <laughs> I think we all are at this point. Um, yeah, man, I love them. I'm still working on uh, Curse of the Moon 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ritual of the Night is one of, like, it's one of the only games that I actually had time to play the whole way through in a long time. Cause, you know, we spend so much of our time working on games, like, we barely ever have time to actually play games. Uh, and obviously that's when I had to play. Um, yeah, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Lacart Chronicles 2, um, like, how, um, I guess from start to finish or, or from your involvement start to finish, like how long was that? Like how many months and years were you guys working on that? Uh, it was like two and a half years, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's crazy because it took about as long to do Wallachia, but it's because so much more like testing had to go into it. And like, you know, it was our first commercial game. So we had to, learned so much about like you know working with a publisher and like there was a lot that went into it so um i'm really really grateful that like meg made the decision to do a smaller game for our first commercial release because i feel like if we would have tried to do something um for our first game that was on that type of scale it would have been overwhelming so that's what we're going to try to do now (laughs) we'll see how it goes but uh yeah okay and um is it um is uh Wallachia, is it going to be um coming to more platforms or is it just going to be steam and switch at the moment i think it's i think it's just going to be steam and switch um it was getting tossed around about ps4 but i mean obviously i don't really see if there's a point in that now so yeah okay. i think it'll likely just be steam and switch and hopefully okay. we'll be able to do that for our next game again because we feel really lucky to get on consoles so okay. in general yeah how has the fan reaction been to uh, Wallachia so far? I think it's been really fair. Um, not everybody loves it. 
And I, there's a lot of reasons why I could see somebody wouldn't if they, you know, bought, you know, here we are, the guys that are known for doing a Castlevania fan game, selling a game with Dracula in the title. And it's a shooter like Contra and Shinobi, you know, mm-hmm. in, in gameplay. So I can totally see why. And it's really difficult in a lot of Metroidvanias, you know, they're a lot more forgiving. You can save, you, can, you know, everything is really incremental. It's all about building up your character. So I can totally see why this game would be uh, not what people are expecting. And um, <laughs> I guess maybe if I would have foreseen that earlier on, maybe we would have made some changes, but that is the way that it is. You know, we decided to to go with a shooting game about Dracula. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I can't blame anybody that would critique it for not being what they expected. I would, I would understand. But um, I would say other, uh, the reception other than that has been really good, you know, some people think it's really, really hard. I understand that too. So, yeah, I'd say really fair. Okay. Okay. I was actually happy. One of my friends, uh, Mike Levy, is in the game too. That's one of the yeah. voice actors. So I was like, yeah. man, that's that's awesome. <laughs> he's a great podcaster. Yeah. 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 He's a good guy. I hope that we can get him back in the next one. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so, I, you know, I definitely don't want to keep you too long. I know it's late where you are. And, um, yeah, man, is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we go? Or, um, I just want to thank everybody that uh, has supported us over the years and that picked up the game. And uh, to let you guys know, we're working really, really hard on the next one. Um, I think it's going to make a lot of people happy. I think it's going to be what a lot of people were hoping for. So we're going to work hard. We're going to put our heads down. We'll give little updates here and there. We don't like to, you know, show too much of the games before they come out. But, you know. We'll share a little bit here and there and over the next couple of years, hopefully we'll have something exciting to show you guys. Okay. All right. And uh, with that being said, I'll leave links to uh, Wallachia, the website, the uh, social media outlets. It will be down in the description below for the podcast. So if you're watching it on YouTube or if you're watching it on Twitch, you'll be able to catch it in the description. If you're listening to it, we're on all major podcasting outlets. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and now on Amazon Music. So links for everything will be in the description below. And again, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This has been Thanks, an honor man. having you on. Uh, Thanks for having me. Sorry about the phone. <laughs> no, no, no worries, man. No worries. And my apologies, because you know, for the audience who may not know this, we were supposed to have done this recording a week ago. I overslept. <laughs> and I, 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 I felt terrible cause I woke up and I was like, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I feel rested. And then I woke up, I was like, Oh crap. I'm two hours late. <laughs> so I'm glad we were able to reschedule this man. So I, I appreciate you being flexible. And yeah. I'm fine today. I was locked in. I'm working on a new, uh, song, uh, for a collaborate collaboration with one of our artists. Hopefully we come out with it soon, but yeah, I was just locked into the moment and the time just like slips away from me. So sorry. I no missed worries. our appointment today. <laughs> no worries at all. No worries at all. I understand. So yeah, right, man, man. With, with that being said, um, this is the episode. Jeff and I will catch you on the next one and uh, sure. y'all stay safe and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it was informative, engaging, and you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you go ahead and leave a rating and a review. It greatly helps out the podcast and helps the platforms that we're on. Go ahead and promote us more so that more people can check it out. And if you're wondering what all platforms we're on, aside from what you've listened to it on, 
We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. And if you want to support the podcast, then we've got Patreon, so patreon.com slash Mikel Casanova, which allows us to continue doing what we're doing. If you're looking for this in video format, we're also available on twitch.tv slash Mikel Casanova, as well as youtube.com slash Mikel Casanova. So with all that being said, I'll catch you on the next episode of Hawaii's number one podcast and the number one podcast in the Pacific, the Casanova Podcast. You have a great day, and I'll see you on the next one. Yeah.